0: The actress Anne Hathaway was on The View with Whoopi Goldberg and whoever else is on The View. And they were talking about Roe v. Wade. And in this conversation, Anne Hathaway who's right here. She talked about the importance of abortion in her own life, in her own career. And at a certain point said, abortion is just, can be another word for mercy and we're going to run that clip and at the end she says something in that quote or just after that quote that's very puzzling i think it's contradictory i think once we look at it you're going to realize the flaw in her thinking because there's lots of people who watch the view believe it or not i taylor marshall not a big fan of the view i think i can say i've Never watched The View. I've seen clips and whatnot like this one I'm going to run. But um, it's kind of the epitome of degeneracy. Is that too strong to say? No, I'll stay by it. Um, So we'll run the clip. Uh, Anne Hathaway. I think you all know who she is. She is... Let me pull up her wiki page here. She's a famous actress. She has an Academy Award, Golden Globe Award, Primetime Emmy. She was in The Princess Diaries, The Devil Wears Prada, Havoc, Brokeback Mountain, Rachel Getting Married, Get Smart, Bride Wars, Valentine's Day, Love and Other Drugs, Alice in Wonderland, Musical Les Miserables, for which she won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. So, she's an A-lister, most definitely. And uh, she, like so many actresses, are weighing in on the topic of abortion. And they're now becoming very frank about it that they're able to have their career, their success, because, as she said early in the interview, when you're a young woman, your reproductive destiny is important. For them to maintain these careers, they need access to abortion and that's a scary thing. So we're going to run the clip before I run the clip. We'll do what we normally do just a reminder right now please like this video, subscribe and share it on Facebook, Twitter. If you hit if you do subscribe, make sure you hit that bell and you'll get notifications for future videos. And now we'll pray our opening prayer. We'll do the Our Father in Latin, the Pater Noster. And I'll put it on the screen. You can join along with me. Oremus. Nomini Patris, et Fidi, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi sanctificator nomen Tuum, advenia regnum Tuum, fiat voluntas Tua, secut in et in Terra, panem nostrum quotidianum de nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, secut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et nenos in Ducas in tentationem se libera nosa malo. Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidi, to Sancti. Amen. Just a reminder, we need to be kind to people who think this way, but we need to make it come to an end, because ultimately we're talking about the termination, the end, the murder of a human life in the womb. A baby in the womb of a mother is not the mother's body. It has different DNA, it can have different eye color, different hair color, Different sex, male, female. It's not her body. It's a body inside of her body. If you watch my channel, you know that. So let's run the clip. Here it is, queued up. And this is uh, coming from The View with Whoopi Goldberg. And I'll make sure the sound's on. And we'll roll it. I'll roll it once through without comment. And then we'll come back with comment. And I want you to listen carefully to, to what Anne Hathaway says here, look for keywords. Ready? Here we go.
1: I'm not this is not a moral conversation about abortion. Right. This is a practical conversation about women's rights, and by the way, human rights because women's rights are human rights, and the freedom that we all need to be able to to choose and build our lives and have access to excellent health care. <laughs> say one other thing, and just uh, without going into too many details, my own personal experience with abortion, and I don't think we talk about this enough, abortion can be another word for mercy. We don't know. We don't know. It's not a world in which e- we know that no two pregnancies are alike, and it mm-hmm. follows that no two lives are alike, that follows that no two conceptions are alike. Yep. Mm-hmm. So how can we have a law? How can we have a a, a point of view on this that says we must treat everything the same? And where I come at it from is when you allow for choice, you allow for flexibility, which is what we need in order to be human. All
0: right. So there it is. Um, First off, we got some logical problems. We have some grammatical problems or definitional problems. And then that very last thing she said on what it means to be human. Do you remember how she defined what it means to be human here? Okay, so I'm going to replay it now and I'm going to pause along the way and make some observations. All right, here we go.
1: This is not a moral conversation about abortion. This is a practical conversation about women's rights.
0: Okay, we're going to stop there. So this is not a conversation about morals. It's about women's rights. Okay. First of all, all rights. Anytime you talk about human rights, women's rights, anybody's rights, it's a moral conversation. Can y'all agree with me? If you agree with me, give this video a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Do you agree with me? All rights, and we're talking about human behavior here, has to do with morality. And by the way, when you're talking about abortion, you do not, you're not allowed to say, well, I'm not talking about morality, I'm talking about rights here. No, abortion either is or is not the termination of a human life in the womb of the mother. If killing a baby, I'll use their terms, if killing a fetus, a pre-born baby in the womb is killing a human person with a soul that God gave to that little person, if that is true, it is gravely wicked. It is evil. I think even if Anne Hathaway were right now and I said, if the baby in the womb has a soul and that baby is a human and you kill that human, you dismember it, pull it out and you killed a human, is that wicked or immoral? I think Anne Hathaway would say yes. So we are talking about a moral situation. What they want to do on The View, and Anne Hathaway and Planned Parenthood and everyone else, is sort of wave the hand and say, well, we're not talking about morality, we're talking about rights and choices here. No, when you're talking about rights and choices, you're talking about morality. You're redefining the words so that your argument can win, but you're not using the words correctly. All right, that's the first observation. Let's roll it some more here.
1: And by the way, human rights, because women's rights are human rights.
0: Of course, women's rights are human rights. Men's rights are human rights. Children's rights are human rights. And baby rights are human rights. And babies have the right to be alive. Babies have the right given by God, not by a government, To be born, to get food and air and warmth, babies have a right to that. Babies also have a right to homes and education and parents. So yes, she wants to talk about women's rights, but we also need to broaden things up to men's rights, children's rights, and babies' rights. And if we want to be theological, we could also extend it to the rights of God. No one has a right to go against God's decree to preserve human life. And that goes from babies to old people and everyone in between, male, female, everybody. All right, here goes Anne Hathaway for some more.
1: And the freedom that we all need to be able to to choose and build our lives and have access to excellent health care.
0: To choose and build our lives and have access to excellent health care. Yes. Yes, we have to choose to have health care, build our lives. Yeah, and she kind of says it so, you know, nonchalant, nonchalant. What am I saying? I don't know. Um, but we're talking about whether or not babies die. It's not just, well, we have the right to build our lives and all that. No, you. no one has the right to build their life at the expense of another life being terminated. All the great wicked dictators believed in that principle. Just extrapolated. Bigger. Stalin. Well, I have the right to grow my empire. Grow my political worldview at the expense of the lives of other people. Chairman Mao and China did the same thing. Adolf Hitler. Same thing. Certain lives can be terminated because I need to expand to build upon my life, my my beliefs, my worldview, my aspirations. People have to die so that my aspiration can be fulfilled is not ethical. And God never gives anyone the right to make that choice at the expense of the life of another person. Another human person who has their own soul.
1: May I just say one other thing and just uh, without going into too many details.
0: This is interesting. She, she's getting a big applause here. They love that point she just made. She interrupts the applause to make this important point. And this is the abortion could be another word for mercy. Comment. Here it goes. Ready? So she so she says that, and she gets the applause.
1: May I just say one other thing? And just uh, without going into too many details, my own personal experience with abortion, and I don't think we talk about this enough, abortion can be another word for mercy. You-
0: okay. Sadly here, she talks about her own personal experience. I don't know what that means, um, but it's very sad. Um, abortion is a sin. It's wicked and it's kind of becoming more socially acceptable. Who- Whoopi Goldberg did this, I believe on the view. She told, I don't know how many abortions she has kind of this new thing. Like, well, yeah, I've, I've done it too. It's part of my story. But then she says abortion can be another word for mercy. So you'll notice the very beginning. She redefined the words uh, of, we're not talking about morality, morality here. We're talking about choices, rights, human rights, and here she's just going to go ahead and completely reveal what she's doing and change what the word means. Abortion can be another word for mercy. How is that even possible? How is it possible that you could take the word abortion, which is the ending of a newly conceived life, Terminated, killed, destroyed, and say, Mercy. We Christians, or well, we Catholics, we begin every Mass with, Lord, have mercy. We say it nine times. We say the Kyrie, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy to the Father. And then we say, Christ, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Christ, have mercy to the Son. And into the Holy Spirit, we say, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. That's how we begin our worship of God, because we know that we're sinful. When we say, Lord, have mercy, can we really say, Lord, have abortion? If, if mercy and abortion are interchangeable, like Anne Hathaway is telling us here on The View, abortion is another word for mercy. Can you fathom, can you even begin to dare To say the words, Lord, have abortion. Or I had, talking about having an abortion, I had a mercy. Do you see how inverted this is and perverted and bent and distorted things are? This is not accurate. This is not how properly thinking people, properly educated people, who understand human language, who understand vocabulary and logic. This is not how they think. This is an example of people trying to justify their behavior in the past or in the present by changing the terminology. She did it in the very first six seconds of this clip, and here she does it again. I'm going to play it one more time for you.
1: Abortion, and I don't think we talk about this enough, abortion can be another word for mercy. We don't know. We don't know. It's not a world in which I, we know that no two pregnancies.
0: She, she said, abortion can be another word for mercy. We don't know. We don't know. Right there, she's flustered. What do we not know? I think if I were the interviewer here, I, that would be a good place to camp out. What do we not know? You just said abortion is another can be another word for mercy. I don't know. I don't know. What can we not know? That this is killing? That this is wrong? That it isn't
1: mercy? That it's unmerciful?
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
1: We know that no two pregnancies are alike, and it mm-hmm. follows that no two lives are alike. That follows that no two conceptions are alike. Yep.
0: Okay, so no two pregnancies are alike. Does everybody agree on that? Raise your hand. Yes. Are all two conceptions alike? No. got different mothers, different fathers. Even when you have the same father and mother, you have a different sperm and a different egg and a different person, right? No two lives are alike. Correct. My wife and I are blessed. We have twin daughters, beautiful twin daughters, identical twins. They have the same DNA. Red hair. They look exactly the same. I mean, I can tell them a different apart. Most people can't. They're different. They're distinct. God has a special purpose and a destiny and plan for each one of those girls, even though they're twins. So, yes, we agree no two conceptions are alike, no two pregnancies are alike, no two lives are alike.
1: How does that make abortion okay? Two conceptions are alike. Mm-hmm. So how can we have a law? How can we have a a, a point of view on this that says we must treat everything the same?
0: Okay, we must treat everything the same. She's talking here that that abortion, uh, well, that you don't have a right to abortion. That's Roe v. Wade. Let me ask you this, Ann Hathaway. Does everyone have, from God, if you believe in God, the same rights? Everyone has the same rights from God. I would say, yes, the fundamental rights are all the same. Now, there are different rights that come in. For example, um, spouses have certain rights that other people wouldn't have, right? The right to each other and the nuptial embrace. Children have rights from their parents that they don't have rights from, like, the neighbor down the street. So when it comes into certain... Contextual things, but when it comes to being a human, which is what Anne Hathaway is talking about here, we all have the basic right to life. I I can't go and attack and hurt or even try to kill anyone, Anne Hathaway. Anyone that's not my right. I don't have even though they're my kids are my kids. I don't have the right to kill them because they're my kids. So when it comes to being alive right? There's all kinds of lower rights. Think of rights as like a, a pyramid, all right? Below are all these other rights, right? And you can even think of it as an inverted pyramid, however you want to do it. You have the right to air. If someone can't take away air from you. That would be killing you. would be morally wrong. Uh, you have the right to food. People can't take away food from you and starve you to death. That's morally wrong. If you're a child, you're, you have the right from your parents to be educated. Thomas Aquinas teaches that. Children have the right to be educated. Uh, so on and so forth. All the other rights, okay? We could talk about even really, you know, derived rights um, that are, for example, in our constitution or other constitutions. This would be like the right to bear arms or something like that. It's, it's very, you know, tertiary down the line the rights but the very top of the pyramid is the right to life if i'm not alive i can't enjoy any other rights if a if a baby girl is aborted in her second trimester she's dead it doesn't matter talking about the other human rights for her like you know water air food housing education She's dead. She has been terminated. She has been aborted. That is the fundamental right. So it is the same for everyone. So she's saying every conception is different. Every pregnancy is unique. Every life is unique. So why is it all, why does it all have to be the same point of view? Because we're all human and we're all alive and that's a right. All right, we're getting here to the end. That says
1: we must treat everything the same. And where I come at it from is when you allow for choice, you allow for flexibility, which is what we need in order to be human.
0: Okay, so she says we need choice, we need flexibility, and that's what it means to be human. Is that correct? Is that correct? flexibility in choice it's true when God created Adam and Eve he gave he made them in his image what does that mean does that mean that God looked like Adam and Eve like he had a nose and a face and he maybe had brown hair combed to one side and a belly button and ten toes no what it means according to the church Fathers and Thomas Aquinas and the great Christian tradition is that being in the image and likeness of God means that just like God, we have an intellect and a free will. We have an intellect and a free will. That is what it means to be in the image of God. It's not what we look like. It's that God who has the perfect intellect and the perfect will Let's us participate in that reality by giving us an intellect and a will so that we can make free decisions. Why does he give us that? So that we can freely respond to him in faith, hope, and love. That we can choose God and say, I love you. I want to live for you. I want to be with you. I want to be yours. Otherwise, it's just making robots. Automatons. So yes, to choose is integral to what it means to be human. And Anne Hathaway is correct. But flexibility on morals is not what it means to be human. In fact, that's what Satan told Eve in the garden. He said, "Hey, did God really say that? Let's be flexible here." And what did the what did Satan? The serpent promised them that they would become like gods. They would be able to self-deify themselves, which is the fall of Satan himself. When he was Lucifer and fell and became a devil, he wanted to self-deify himself and be like his own god. So how one of the outflows of being your own god is you get to say, well, I'm flexible on my morals. There's ten commandments, but... You know that that one about not stealing? I'm flexible on that one. I steal sometimes. Or that one on keeping the sabbath. Well, I like to work on Sundays. I want to make more money. I'm going to work. On, now, I'm not talking about doctors and nurses and firefighters. I'm talking about people who say I'm going to go into the office and make more money on a Sunday. That's wrong. You can't be flexible on that. Adultery. I'm my own god. I'm going to allow myself to commit adultery some. No, there is not flexibility. In fact, to be truly human is to be in conformity with God's will. That's what brings you peace, completion, joy, fulfillment, and sanctity. Wholeness. So to be human is to choose and is correct on that. But To be human and fulfill our teleology, our destiny, our goal that God set before us. That is to not be flexible on what God told us, but rather to lovingly conform to the will of God. And the will of God is that babies not be killed in the womb or out of the womb. No killing. No killing of the babies. That is how we demonstrate that we are humane, that we are truly human. You can't say, as Anne said, Anne Hathaway, hey, conceptions are different, pregnancies are different, lives are different, and so I'm just going to be flexible on the moral code. Ultimately, Anne Hathaway knows, as she said in the very beginning, this is about morality. She wants to make it about rights, women's rights, human rights, and flexibility. No. And then, of course, the big misstep she made there was to say abortion is another word for mercy. No. All right. We've got uh, over a 1,000 people. We're streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and Facebook. If you've enjoyed this conversation, give it a like. Give it a thumbs up. And I will take some questions now or comments. From the audience, if it's a question, please use a question mark. That lets me know uh, that it is a question in my eyeballs. We'll see that because with a thousand people, it goes really fast. Okay, so we're going to take some questions now and some comments. And again, I encourage you to be gentle and kind. Many of these people were not raised with upright moral teaching on natural law were not raised in a christian home or a christian environment many of these people were child actors who were in this whole hollywood environment from the time that they were in there as a child or in their teenage years until where they are now Uh, and so they have been groomed if that's the right word to believe to think and to speak in this way what they need is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, so be gentle, but we have to be convicted in our beliefs and firm. Okay, so Mark here says, let me move in here, murder is another name for mercy. Yeah, that does that wouldn't make sense either, right? We can't say that murder is mercy. doesn't make sense. No, abortion is not mercy. Exactly. This is, this is a bridge too far, and I think that's why it's scandalizing so many people. How could you even say that? Right? Here's a good one from, oddly enough, Islamic origins. Muslims? Hmm. Muslims watching the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast? It's a miracle. What three things would you say to a woman who had an abortion? Well, I shared this story with y'all a couple months ago, but Maybe y'all didn't hear it, so I'll share it again. I was at a coffee shop. There was two older women having coffee together. And they were talking about politics and this and that. And uh, I could tell they were conservative, nice women. I was going to get a coffee. So as I was walking by, I just said, Hey, I overheard your conversation. And I think we agree on a lot of things. I'm going to get a coffee. Let me buy y'all a coffee. And they're like, oh, my goodness, that's so nice of you. And they told me what they're having, a latte and a black coffee or a tea or something. So I got them a coffee and brought it back. And they said, sit down with us. And I didn't really want to sit down because I was working on a book. But I sat down for a little bit. And we started talking about politics. And they were generally Republican. Um, and then the topic of Donald Trump came up. And one of them was really into Donald Trump. And the other one was not so much into Donald Trump and on and on. And then as things were going one of the women said well I like being a Republican and all that but I, one thing I just can't agree on is uh, the pro-life argument I just think it's wrong you know it's it's no good and she and I said well I, I really disagree with you on that and she said well you're a man and you have no right to say that she's like are you married Do you have kids I said yes I'm married she goes how many kids do you have I said I have eight kids when I told her that, Her face was not happy. And she basically was like, well, you're poor, you know, your wife. And I mean, do you even take care of him? I said, now, hold on a second. (laughs) I mean, I just bought this woman a cup of coffee. And then hold on a second. I was like, I'm kind of getting the feeling that you think I'm a deadbeat dad or something. And I was like, I'm happily married. We have eight beautiful children. I love our children. Um, I've made mistakes as a father. I'm not the best dad in the whole world, but I'm there for my kids and I want to be there with my kids and raise and educate and love my kids and see them thrive and succeed and go to heaven and all that. So, you know, and she, she, she calmed down a little bit and I said, you know, the argument you're making that men don't have a view and who gets to really decide and ultimately it's up to a woman. I was like, that's kind of like basically what Kamala Harris said. She said I don't like Kamala Harris. I, I, I don't, that's why I brought it up. Said that you're you're making the argument that Kamala Harris makes. And her friend was like, Yeah, Kamala Harris does say that, the other woman. And and I said, now listen, either the baby in the womb, whether the baby's wanted, unwanted, whatever the scenario is, if the baby is truly a human person, then abortion is always wrong. And she's like, Yeah, but what if you know the man left the woman and she doesn't have anything and it's a hard situation? I said, I understand that's a horrible situation. Right. But his sins and his crimes against that woman don't negate the reality that the baby is alive. She's like, well, and she I mean, it took a while, but after a while, she's kind of calmed down and all that. So anyway, that was a whole awkward situation of me buying a couple cups of coffee for two what I thought, you know, were nice ladies and all. I went back and I started working on my book at a different table in the coffee uh, shop. About 45 minutes, an hour later, those two women walk over to me. I said, oh, oh, here we go. And she starts crying, this woman. And she says, I just want to thank you. And I said, all right, for what? And she said, when I was, I can't remember her age. I think it was 16. I'll just say that. I can't remember the age. When I was 16, I got pregnant and my parents made me have an abortion. And I've lived with it my entire life. And you're the first man who stood up to me and just told me to my face, it was wrong. And she's like, I just want to thank you for that. And she was crying. She was sincere. And I said, there's a God and there's our Lord Jesus. If you go to him, he'll forgive you and he'll heal you and you can be made whole. And she nodded, you know, and I said, you know, God bless you. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. And she was just like, I think, you know, I can't remember exactly what she said, like this was meant to be, or this was a good, a good thing for me or something like that. And then they left. Now I didn't mean to do all that, but I think, you know, you say what three things would you say to a woman who had an abortion? Um, Number one, you have to face the facts. We shouldn't water it down and say, well, what, you know, it's no big deal or no, they have to face the reality part of repentance if you know if i kill 10 people i have to come to the moral certainty and acknowledgement i destroyed the lives of 10 people and their family their friends their circles i did something very wicked and you have to feel the gravity of that sin and you also have to keep your eyes on the cross of Jesus and realize that when he was scourged and whipped at the pillar and when they put a crown of thorns on his head and when he carried the cross with dehydration, losing all of that blood and then with no food in him, fasting, and then was nailed to the cross and died, said, Father, forgive them; They know not what they do. That that applies to us, that we can find mercy and redemption in that. Now, the person asking the question is Islamic origins. So, for those who are Muslims, you have to know that Jesus is fully God. He's the Son of God. See, Islam doesn't have a redeemer. Muhammad, they say, is a prophet. Now, he's a false prophet and he's a pedophile. He did not die for anyone's sin. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, and he rose on the third day for our justification. So, women who have had abortions have to hear, the and men, and the doctors, and the nurses, everyone involved, they need to hear the message of mercy. Here's that word, mercy. Abortion itself is not a mercy, as Anne Hathaway says. Those who have had abortions or participated in abortions, if they repent and acknowledge their sins before God and say, Lord God, have mercy on me, he will forgive them. He will take away that punishment, that shame, that despair, and he will give them newness of life. That is true. That is gospel truth because it's in the gospels. There is no sin that you can commit that God will not forgive except for blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. There's no sin, no matter how heinous it is, that God, if you come to him with faith and repentance in Jesus Christ, not in Muhammad, not in Buddha, not in Ganesh, not in atheistic philosophy, but in Jesus Christ, the one true God, true God, true man, the Son of God, Savior of the world, the eternal Logos, He alone can provide propitiation for your sin. That's what I would say. Thank you for your question, Islamic Origins. If you are Islamic, maybe you just do Islamic Origins. If you are Islamic, I hope you find Jesus in baptism. All right, next question. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Okay, Vanessa says, for more coffee conversations, and I pray God to always guide you to leading more into the light of our Savior. Thank you, God bless. Oh, it's a super chat for 9 dollars cents. Okay, I, Vanessa, I will use your 9 dollars cents and buy someone else some coffee. You know, that was just ordained by God. He wanted that woman to have that moment and have that opportunity to turn to him and it all happened with a cup of coffee. All right, looking here. A home that I love. Doctor T M, did you ever tell those ladies who you are? Um no. I don't know. Am I supposed to say, Hey, I'm Taylor Marshall or I don't know. I probably told my first name, but I'm not going to say I'm a, I'm a YouTuber or I'm an author or whatever. No, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of pretentious, but I think, yeah, I think I told him my name maybe. All right. Here is Moritz Alexander. Talk about blasphemy. I think blasphemy of the Holy spirit is spiritual leader mumbling and claiming speaking in tongues considered a blasphemy to the Holy Spirit. No, so when Christ talks about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, the context is the Jewish leaders are telling Jesus that he cast out demons by the power of Beelzebub. Beelzebub is another name for Satan. And basically what they're doing is they're accusing, Jesus is casting out these demons by the power of the third person, the Trinity, the Holy ghost, the Holy spirit. So that's the power by which Jesus is casting out demons. So when the Jewish leaders are saying you're casting out the demons by Elze- by Beelzebub, what they're doing is they're, they're identifying the Holy spirit with Satan or with Beelzebub. And Christ is warning them that that's the one sin that's not forgivable. Why is it the one sin that's not forgivable? Because, the only way any human can come to repentance and faith in Jesus is through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So if you are blaspheming, mocking, and denying the Holy Spirit, you will never be able to turn to Christ and receive forgiveness. That's why blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is unforgivable. It's like... This is your only way to come to Jesus and you are blaspheming it. hope that makes sense. Neil says, if puppy has accidents, remember it tried to tell you it need to go outside. Come here. Come here, baby. You need to go potty or you, what do you want to do? Everybody say hi. Daisy. She turned one years old yesterday. Her and her brother, Duke. Are you one? You one years old? <laughs> all right hopefully she doesn't have an accident all right, I'll just take one more question maybe she needs to go outside all right looking through here for the question marks Whoops. here we go Sorry. Everyone's talking about the dog. I guess if there's no more questions, I'll sign off. Okay. That's a good place to sign off. That way I ain't take the dog out. Take Daisy out. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Uh, Please write this moment. If you're watching on Twitter, like the video. If you're on Facebook, like it. If you're on YouTube, give it that thumbs up right this moment. Put those, those likes up. And uh, if you're new, make sure that you subscribe and then hit that bell. You'll be notified of all the future videos. A special thanks to all the Patreons who support this channel, support my writing, support my work. If you want to support me and get free books, signed books like my new book, Antichrist in Apocalypse, go to patreon.com forward slash Marshall. We've put together, my wife and I lately, a number of packages to say thank you to the patreons you can see them on the screen there's more as well you can get one book for seven bucks it's that book costs i think like 15 bucks on amazon and we'll send you a rosary or you can get two books or you can get three books including the new book antichrist and apocalypse bestseller go to patreon.com forward slash dr taylor marshall and we'll do that and of course i have to say pray your rosary every day If you don't pray your rosary every day, you're not on the team. The rosary is the Bible on beads. It is the gospel. Every time you pray the rosary and you consider and meditate on the mysteries, you are growing deeper in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are sanctifying your soul. So pray your rosary every day. Everybody, thanks for watching. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be
1: salty. God bless and Godspeed.